Welcome to In The Hopper, a real estate, community, and business development show where we discuss future projects coming down the pike in our city. Brought to you by Belgian Development and hosted by yours truly, Akeem Brown, the conductor. Ayo Aile, Director, Alberta Innovates. Ayo is the Director of Capital Access for Alberta Innovates. He's also a co-founder for multiple organizations and startups, including the Clavis Studio, Miles App, and the Black Business Ventures Association. His experience over different sectors include government, tech, and even finance. I was very excited to talk to Io on this episode about what's happening in Alberta, trends going on within innovation and technology, ChatGPT, all the programs that they have, everything coming down the pike. It was a very relevant subject and i'm glad we had someone like i with his breadth of knowledge and experience and position within alberta innovates to come and share some of his, his insights and without further ado please help me welcome io to in the hopper io thank you for joining in the hopper it's great to chat with you thank you thanks for having me absolutely uh when i found you on top 40 under 40 i said this is the gentleman we need to talk to because with all the things happening in tech and the world trends that are happening around the world, who better than, than yourself to kind of unpack what's going on and provide some context about what's kind of really uh, what we have, look, to have to look forward to in the economy when it comes from a tech perspective and Alberta perspective. I think you can kind of weave all these threads together for us. So I'm really excited to chat with you today. Oh, thank you. I will do my best. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you uh, start off by telling us a little bit what you do with Alberta Innovates? Sure, at Alberta Innovates, I'm the Director of Capital Access. And what that means is I oversee a portfolio of direct funding programs. Uh, we could call them grants. Um, it's easier to understand that way. And most of the grants are those that um, a lot of the entrepreneurs, early stage entrepreneurs would actually touch on uh, when they uh, come into um, our, our programs uh, within Alberta Innovates. Um, so we support early stage entrepreneurs uh, through different mechanisms uh, in form of grants. Um, and I oversee a portfolio of some of them. Um, the other aspect of my mandate at Alberta Innovates is to establish and uh, I would say nurture and establish a vibrant um, early stage investment uh, community uh, in the province. Uh, it sounds like you're involved with more than just facilitating access to the funds. Like you're almost a mentor um, of sorts, like with these groups. Would that be a fair assessment or a fair description? Well, yes, uh, to some degree. Um, Alberta Innovates is a large corporation, mm -hmm. uh, and we have a lot of these things figured out to some degree. Right. And we continue to evolve to support the ecosystem. Uh, so within Alberta Innovates, we have a group called the Technology Development Advisors. Um, we have them actually to calling them the the mentors, the advisors uh, that work hand in glove with the companies uh, that we have, you know, taken into our uh, programs to support them as they grow along their journey. Um, but yes, I I also mentor. Um, I have, you know, interactions, direct interactions with um, entrepreneurs, and um, I get to have conversations with them. Uh, I get to um, learn more about what they do and with the with the tech. Uh, community in Alberta, can you kind of define what that means, technology? Because I think when people hear technology, they immediately think like uh, some kind of app or some kind of like machine learning uh, function or some kind of 
yeah, something to do with right now. Everyone's talking about AI, but can you maybe define what technology means um, in the context of Alberta Innovates? Great question. Great question. Um, I'll do my best in answering <laughs> that. It's a tough one. Um, so when we talk about technology, uh, we're talking about you know a set of systems, processes, um, you know that enable uh, something to some degree. And um, technology uh, could be could be hard technology, could be hard tech. So you know something tangible, something that you can see, right? So it could be some sort of new um, downhole tool for you know extracting. Um, you know, resources, right, um, from the ground. It could be, like you described, um, artificial intelligence, right? Um, and it could be, um, it could be basically just anything that enables, um, you know, human beings to do things better. Um, so that's a good way of saying it. It's, it yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's really hard to explain it sometimes. The innovates, we, um, like to you know see that the technology is innovative because that's really what drives the economy. We want we want to um, you know move the economy forward, and and that comes with a lot of innovation. And innovation um, could be in form of technology. It could be in form of business processes. It could be um, you know some sort of research in the lab. You know discovering new things um, or discovering new ways to do things better. That's a great way to define it. With innovation, uh, you know, being innovation being your kind of key mandate, what what are some of the trends you're seeing in Alberta with innovation? Like, what what things are being innovated well, or what things are starting to become innovated better in the province? Would you say? Um, I think what's really important is to first of all understand what we've done so far. Okay. So I believe you know it's it's just important to to highlight the significant impact of um, some sectors that have really driven this economy. Mm -hmm. um, for example, the energy sector, it's really huge. It contributes um, over 20% of our gross domestic product, uh, GDP. Wow. And the next to that is actually um, real estate in, um, in, in rental and leasing, and, and that's just about 11%. So I know, first of all, we should um, appreciate that we've had um, a sector that's really significantly contributed to um, the economy. Um, but however, we, we've seen from recent market trends that we cannot continue to rely on a resource-based economy, right? Um, because if, if, if anyone sneezes in that, in that economy, everyone else catches cold, right? That's and, true. Uh, in their whole province. So that is why um, we've been... Um, given that mandate to diversify our economy. And uh, for us to do this, we really focus areas for us. Um, and one of them is um, clean resources technologies. So basically, how do we uh, invest in activities, technologies, or processes to improve um, you know, the energy sector um, but in, in, in a clean way? Um, another one that we've identified is digital health. Uh, another one is smart agriculture. Everyone needs to eat. Um, everyone needs to be fed. So how do we uh, continue to evolve that sector? Um, we've also identified the um, entrepreneurial ecosystem as very important because that is what has driven this economy. 
uh, but it has a high percentage of entrepreneurs, like it's inborn in Alberta. So how do we continue to evolve that and, and, and support? And the last, not the least, which you mentioned earlier, is artificial intelligence. Right. We continue to see how that category is driving you know, the, the entire sectors that we have. So it's sort of somewhere in, you know, in the background. It, it, it was scary a few years ago when people started talking about artificial intelligence, right? But I think now it's becoming ubiquitous. Totally. And it's, you know, getting its, its hands into almost everything we do, you know, everything else that concerns us. So that, that is one sector as well, or one category that we've also identified that we need to invest in uh, because it would definitely or lead us into the future that we want to see. I, I love that. Uh, yeah, and AI, to your point, people were scared, like the Terminator movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like all these uh, intelligent, they're going to become sentient and become uh, conscious and uh, th- you know wake us up in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. we'll be their slaves. And stuff. Yeah. But uh, no, I think that the conversation is turning quite often and quite fast because of what Microsoft did with OpenAI purchasing uh, the chat GPT function. Now they're going to integrate it with all their, with all their uh, Microsoft uh, office uh, products. Um, I think that was kind of the biggest sweep in AI in the last two, three months was this lar- large language model mm-hmm. that is kind of reading the internet and give you giving you these these, dis, these huge uh, these responses that are kind of dictated uh, directly to you. Um, so yeah, AI is very exciting, but clean tech, digital health, smart, uh, smart agriculture, the entrepreneur ecosystem and AI, clean tech, that kind of, that makes me think like, uh, you know, what's going on with, um, you know, climate change and everything that's happening in the world and Alberta kind of keeping our carbon emissions down. So that's really cool. I'm just kind of reiterating this so people listening can kind of maybe connect the dots about uh, what Alberta Innovates might be looking for as far as uh, groups to invest into. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can add a little more color to that. So, you know, within our clean resources group, we invest in technologies that will drive us towards that, you know, net zero um, okay. You know that we that we want to see. Um, so, for example, um, one of the things that we've done is, and we worked with multiple partners to put this together. We have the Hydrogen Center of Excellence. Cool. Um, it's about a fifty million dollar, uh, you know, in, uh, initiative to support um, all of the technologies and processes along the value chain of seeing how hydrogen uh, could become. Um, a major source of energy. Uh, so that is that is one of the things we've done. Uh, we're looking at ways to sort of decarbonize our resource production as well. So uh, we have also we also have some some projects and, and initiatives in that regard. Um, and we are looking at ways to I would say um, develop innovative hydrocarbon uh, products as well. Uh, because do we leverage that right totally. in a in a cleaner way uh, where it it drives us towards that you know future that we're looking towards when it comes to being uh, net zero? Have you come across any um, companies or organizations that are um, that have used different applications for hydrogen that are, that are kind of interesting? Because I know hydrogen cars came out uh, maybe like last year, like Hyundai launched their first hydrogen car. What are some other instances of hydrogen you've seen, if any, that are kind of interesting? Any applications? I know it's early sta- it's early days, but uh, I'm kind of fascinated about like yes, hydrogen is this technology; it's an energy source. How is it being used? Kind of thing. That's that's what I'm very curious about. Yeah. Okay. I think one that I remember, and I um, probably don't remember the actual name, but 
I think hydro storage of hydrogen has been a major challenge, right? Um, how mm -hmm. do you how do you store hydrogen? And um, there's one technology that I came across um, recently from from an Alberta company, where um, there is an instantaneous conversion, right, to use hydrogen uh, in a way that uh, you know storing it with and, and this would be for um, heavy duty um, you know vehicles, right? Um, because we've talked about EV electric vehicles and how the industry. Um, but at the same time, when you're looking at the heavy-duty vehicles, right, the, the, the long-haul trucks, right. um, they probably need a little bit more power that EV cannot deliver at this time. So hydrogen becomes a very good um, use case in that, in that regard. Like so, more torque? More yeah, more torque, more power, right? Okay. Um, so, so, but then the, the storage of hydrogen is, is also really... I would say scary, but not really scary. But then there's a lot going into how that can be stored and converted um, when it's actually, um, you know, needed by the vehicle. So there is some technology around, and um, not much I can I can disclose at this point. But right. how do you store hydrogen? Right, and then have it converted to what you can use at that time um, in a very safe way. Right. So. So clean tech, very cool. Digital health, smart agriculture. So digital health, is that kind of like uh, people online thinking about like uh, like online bullying or like protections against like safe protections or putting in enabling safe features in the online experience? Is that kind of what that means? Well, that, I mean, that could that could be one of it. Um, but, but digital health is across the entire spectrum. So okay. we've seen um, a lot of use cases in that when it comes to training um, in the healthcare sector, um, where you can have um, an overlay through augmented reality to train people on how to maybe perform some surgical procedures, right? Um, so we've seen a lot of that. Um, and virtual reality as well. Um, in a way that is very immersive and, um, and and it's able to train people on say how to respond um, as first responders you know creating simulations in a way that you know um, first responders can see multiple scenarios and see how they can react you know in such scenarios so we've seen that um, artificial intelligence of course and, and 5g will continue to uh, transform how we deliver you know healthcare um, as well I love that. I know that uh, the online experience is relatively new in the history of the world, right? We've had the internet for what, like 20 years, mm -hmm. 30 years. So we have no idea the impacts of what is happening on the, what's happening, what is happening on the, the human race and having these guardrails up um, and innovating around that. That sounds like it's uh, could be in our best interest long-term. Uh, so Alberta innovates. It's a great description. I appreciate these five tenants you've broken down um, that you guys are kind of focusing on. And I love the pullback of as far as where we've been. Like you mentioned, oil and gas, energy, 20%, real estate, leasing and marketing, 11%. So almost a third of the economy in Alberta is kind of d built around, you know, what the energy is and where it is kind of thing. Cool. So location, re real estate, and then the energy sector. Um, and then the other two thirds of the pie is kind of like uh, is growing and is to be determined. Uh, when it comes to uh, Alberta Innovates, you guys are kind of like leading the way when it comes to innovation. Do you guys take cues from other markets or any other kind of like organizations or um, uh, areas of the world that kind of focus on innovation and technology? And if so, which ones? 
Great question. Great question. I'll probably do a, uh, a, a simple comparison with Austin. Uh, so Austin in Texas used to be highly resource-based, right? A resource-based economy. And it's fascinating to see how things have really been transformed um, in, in Austin to become um, a tech-based you know, economy uh, totally. to a very large degree. Actually, um, our CEO, uh, Laura Kilchris, uh, CEO of Alberta Innovate, spent quite a bit of time in Austin, Texas. Cool. Um, she founded the Austin Technology Incubator uh, a few years ago. Uh, co-founded the Austin Technology Council and serve, served as uh, executive director of the University of Texas IC2 Institute Center for Commercialization and Enterprise. So she's got a wealth of experience when it comes to helping an ecosystem convert or transform from being resource-based to tech-based. And um, I would say, you know, and, and this is absolutely not a full description, but she is like the godmother of tech innovation in Austin, right? That's super uh, cool. she did lead us in that direction as well. So um, it's, it's critical for us to understand that we have a very strong base to start from. Um, the fact that energy has been our bread and butter for so many years. But it's good to have that perspective as well, that this is something that has been done before uh, in a different economy, and it's something that we can achieve here as well in, in Alberta. That's amazing. Uh, and your, to, the, the analogy is so cool because Texas and Alberta, like you said, there's so many comparisons there and so many analogies with regards to the, uh, sorry, so many uh, through lines and parallels with the energy sector. Um, I've actually even heard Alberta being referred to as the Texas of the North mm -hmm. or the yeah. Texas of Canada. Exactly. So that's like a perfect example. Uh, what are some of the other kind of like industries that you're noticing that are kind of ripe for innovation with regards to these five tenants? Um, and you know, one thing that I'll note just to kind of guide this for you and maybe give you a roadmap is the entertainment that's been happening in the province. So mm -hmm. uh, there's been, there was a, f a few policy um, uh, incentives that were kind of passed down by the government of Alberta when it came to taxes, I think being uh, lessened for film production crews and things of that nature. So that kind of spurred a siege of kind of new entertainment products um, and productions coming to the province, most notably The Last of Us, which came through um, Edmonton and Calgary, which is about the zombie apocalypse, I think. Mm -hmm. um, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or fungus or something. But uh, what have you noticed about where we're going? We, we see that as something that will continue to evolve over time. So that's, that's an interesting area for sure. Um, but I, I believe Alberta is, is a great place uh, for that type of work to flourish uh, when it comes to you know, entertainment. The Last of Us was more um, like an eye-opening experience for a lot of people to say, wow, look at all of, this, all of these wonderful locations in Alberta where we can actually make productions, film productions. So it will continue to happen that way. It will continue to attract a lot of attention, uh, both for local and international um, entertainment um, entertainment folks that will want to come and do business here. So I think it's a great thing. Um, where we come in would be to support uh, technology or you know any form of uh, any form of I would um, support that that industry as it as it evolves in the province. Um, 
but then just generally, we will continue to see a lot of uh, sectors come up or categories within each sector or verticals continue to evolve. I think one I would like to mention is uh, artificial intelligence. We've seen a lot, a lot of use cases. OpenAI, like you mentioned, ChatGPT, that's going to continue to drive a lot of things. It's going to, to some degree, create a new category within um, many industries. And one that is really interesting is the new set of skills and um, talent that we're going to start seeing because of ChatGPT. And of course, you know, it's not only ChatGPT, there's so many other projects in that area. And, and one of them that is really interesting is prompt engineering. I don't know if you've heard about prompt engineering. Prompt engineering. Prompt, no. prompt engineering. So when you go on ChatGPT, you, you know, it's, it's natural language processing, right? So you, you type in something and then you get, you get, you get an output which is very common with computer systems. Oh, I you see. You put something in, yeah. and then you get an output. on the quality of what you put in, to some degree, right? And some people have been able to master, or they're beginning to master, uh, what it means to put the right prompts into the system to get what they want out. So there are people now called prompt engineers that are fully focused on how to Unbelievable. create those prompts to get the kind of result that you want, right, from the system. So prompt engineering, it's becoming a thing, right? So, and that's just one out of so many things that are gonna be, you know, like an offshoot from what we're seeing in this, in this area. So many things I wanna say here, but uh, the first thing is prompt engineering, that's kind of, kind of sounds like what people like myself do interviewing, like mm -hmm. figuring out what questions to ask. Like, let's say you're the AI, and I'm the prompt engineer, mm -hmm. I'm trying to ask the right questions in this interview to get you to give me the good answers. You, there's no answers. You, you would give me a good answer regardless. Right. But I think the idea is, yeah, how do I kind of game the system or uh, lead the AI in a way that gives me the best possible outcome and reverse engineer that? So that sounds very fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, and then also further to your comment about um, how this is going to be, this open AI uh, chat GPT product is kind of becoming a new almost platform in the way that iOS and its ability and possibility and potential of becoming a platform for uh, a lot of different tech initiatives, especially in the uh, software as a service class. Yeah, it, it will continue to be um, a major platform for a lot of things that we interact with already. Um, I think an area where um, lots of um, use cases are going to come up would be First, you're going to see a lot of people trying to do the same thing, right? Uh, to replicate what ChatGPT can do. That's going to happen. But then you're going to see a lot of people where they would be looking forward to having some level of consolidation. And um, there are APIs now uh, to connect with ChatGPT. So you're beginning to see uh, that used by multiple platforms where and there's that level of integration. For example, um, uh, there is, uh, is it Fireflies, um, you know, you, there's a uh, note-taking app for meetings, so you can actually have a meeting. Uh, it joins a meeting, it takes notes for you. No way. Uh, so, well, yeah, the first time I saw it, like, who is, I think it was named Fred on that meeting. I was like, who is Fred? <laughs> like, well, that's, that's Fred from Fireflies <laughs> taking notes. Uh, so you don't have to, you know, at the end of your meeting, uh, sit down and start, because um, that, that system or that, that app is supposed to do all of that for you. But Incredible. now with the integration with ChatGPT, 
what that or open AI, what that means is you can do a lot of um, intelligence, right? And querying and all of that uh, with, and, and lots of analysis from that uh, meeting with uh, that integration. So we're gonna see a lot of you know, use cases that way. Um, but ultimately, I think, and this is totally my opinion, absolutely my opinion, um, we're gonna see some level of personalization when it comes uh, to generative AI, um, like ChatGPT, where um, it's more personalized because it's gonna continue learning about you, right? As you, as you put in those prompts, it's learning, it's understanding how you behave, how you think, your EQ, your IQ, uh, your interests, and all of that. So um, now we have Siri, you know, right, which to some degree understands you. I think we're trending in a direction where uh, it would be like Siri on steroids because it understands you and it's got that strong power and you know and and capability. To do a lot more incredible like it is where incredible. they can where they can kind of go back reference all the inquiries we've ever made and then kind of make through lines and summaries and kind of essentially put you in a box of like this is io you know mm -hmm. this is akeem probably even know you better than you know yourself that's you know that's not hard to do for me but uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty far from knowing myself but uh uh no that's uh no but this is that's incredible that's an incredible insight yeah you're right where everyone it's almost like the tricks on us but it's an incredible product because so we're, we're down for it but open ai launching this for free as a, a non-for-profit i think they switch it to a for-profit model now but this non-for-profit gathering mass amounts of data on the on the public about what are people looking for that's the power that only google had previously mm -hmm. i would say that to some degree it's all about the market um, what market are you targeting with this product or with this idea and just being able to understand that market and, and target that market. However, um, we should also understand the dynamics of the market that we have here. So, and, and we see this happen a lot. Um, you build a product and you try to sell into a market um, where you probably don't have as much reception as you would want. Uh, all of these ideas would actually be impactful in some markets somewhere. It's just being able to identify what that market is. Is it is it is it a local market? Is it somewhere outside of of Alberta, for example, but still within Canada? Uh, is it somewhere in North America? Is it somewhere in Europe, in Asia, in Africa? It's just being on being able to understand what market would actually resonate with that product and being able to target that market with that product to gain traction and uh, you know, continue to build um, on that model uh, in that area. So it sounds like it's a product market fit exercise that needs to be very extensive and well thought out. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I was uh, trying not to use too many jargons on this <laughs> podcast, but uh, yeah. yeah, in in the innovation uh, ecosystem, we use lots of jargon. So, yeah, that's product market fit. That's you know really when you know that uh, you've built a product that isn't looking for a market. You know there is um, there is both parties are actually meeting at some point. Mm -hmm. Right, your product has a home. And, and that home really wants that product, and that home is the market. So when you read that product market fit, that is when you know that you've built something that people really want. And once you read these, 
and all you're doing is how you scale from there. And sometimes you can be early, right, with the product. And uh, what did Steve Jobs say? People don't know what they want until they know what they can have, and they don't know what they can have until you show it to them. And sometimes they don't even know what they, they didn't even know they're looking for your product, mm -hmm. right? It's like uh, when people fall in love, they're like, oh, I didn't even know I was looking for you my whole life. You know? But here you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that happens. And sometimes you find products that are probably way ahead of the market. That also happens. It just comes with understanding the product you're target, the market you're targeting, and and uh, seeing that there is a fit somewhere. Someone wants your product. It's solving a problem. It's going to help someone uh, who's having a headache somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, when it comes to entrepreneurs who bring um, ideas to Alberta Innovates, what are some of the qualities that increase their chances of success? Uh, we talked about a uh, product market fit. Is there any other things that if someone's listening to this and they say, I want to bring something to Alberta Innovates, I have a great idea, I'm looking for support. What are the qualities, the actions, the thought processes uh, that get them funded? as much as I can. Okay. <laughs> Not too much of the secret sauce. Exactly. Not too much of the secret sauce. Um, we, do, we do have a very thorough due diligence process that we follow, and that has helped us to uh, support great, great ideas so far. Um, and then one other thing to consider is we support innovation across the entire spectrum through different mechanisms. So some might be super early and some might be at a later stage. So the level of due diligence and expectations are different at each stages and the form of mechanisms and support or risk ex exposure to, uh, to those um, um, to, to those projects would also vary depending on the stage. Right. So, for example, you know, we, we will be looking at uh, primarily what that innovation is. Is it is it something that makes humanity better in some way, right? Okay. Uh, it's not an innovation that will you know, destroy the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, obviously. So, um, but, you know, more importantly, uh, we would like to see that um, this is something being driven by passionate people, that the entrepreneurs are passionate about the idea, um, they're coachable because we're going to you know, support them and, and wrap the equals critical. Uh, we want to see that there is some market op opportunity with this because our mandate uh, to, to a very large degree is to support um, you know, businesses where you know, they can grow, scale, Scaling is very critical, and they're developing something that they can commercialize. Yeah. So at a very early stage, we want to see that there is a chance to get this to market. And when it gets to market, it's, you know, there's some chance to commercialize. Uh, so those would be critical to what we'd like to see. Um, and then there yeah, are a lot of other things. Um, For sure. In the secret sauce. The secret sauce, man. Exactly. The KFC season. <laughs> Locked in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, man. That's good. Let's say there's a successful funding activity um, or initiation. What are some of the back-end activities? Like, is there an equity stake in some of these companies? Do you guys just let them kind of... Is there expectations on, like, the, um, the funds being released? Because uh, it's... Maybe let me ask you it this way. Uh, can you guys differentiate what Alberta... Inv can you uh, uh, differentiate what Alberta Innovates does from like a traditional VC in Silicon Valley? Yeah, absolutely. So we are a crown corporation of the government of Alberta. Okay. Uh, we invest using uh, taxpayers' dollars. And our mandate uh, is such that we 
uh, give in, in when it comes to capital, when it comes to you know financial investment, because there are all other forms of investment into companies. But when it comes to actual financial investment, uh, we don't take equity stake in the companies. They're grants, um, non-repayable grants. So, uh, but they're usually matching grants as well because we like to see that the the entrepreneur, the company has some skin in the game. Right. Um, so we do not take equity stake in, in, in the businesses that we support. Um, having said that, uh, we, we want to see some level of return from that investment. For example, we want to see that that investment is going to lead to job creation. Mm-hmm. I want to see that's going to lead to, you know, export potential. We want to see that that investment is going to, you know, lead to some other tangible um, impact here in in Alberta, uh, things like you know reducing GHG emissions in 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 our sectors. Um, it could be to improve health outcomes for uh, for the citizens of the province. Uh, so those are the metrics. So some of the metrics that would you know measure. Um, however, there is some play with the private capital market uh, when we fund companies or invest in companies, we want to see them grow and attract private capital as well. And that, that intersects really well with my role at Alberta Innovates uh, because we nurture these companies, we throw you know, resources at them to give them a good chance of success. And um, there is some s- level of follow-on funding that we like to see and see them attract capital from the private capital market, from VCs, from angels, um, that that would then take institutional the capital. Level. Institutional capital is is part of it as well. So we want to see them trend in that direction and attract that capital because to to very very let you with X amount and then you're able to attract X uh, to the power of you know something right. So that that's some level of return that I would also like to see. So that's how we that's how we work with uh, the private capital community. We do the early stage uh, support and then. Um, it's not a complete handoff, but we want to see them trending towards, you know, attracting private capital. Perfect. So that's a good role, a great roadmap uh, for them, and uh, setting some expectations, and and also like, hey, listen, like we have positive expectations for your company when we decide to partner with you. Like we think you can, we think you're going to make it. Uh, I love that. I love that expectations. It's good to have positive expectations in business and then chart a path to getting funded and getting some additional capital. Is there any projects, initiatives, or programs you can tease from Alberta Innovates uh, to the public who are listening to this? Well, we do have um, a couple. Um, we've, um, we, recently, we recently partnered with Global Accelerators um, to support the scale-up of Alberta businesses and uh, to actually fill a huge gap that we found uh, was a huge problem in, the, in, the, in our innovation ecosystem. So we partnered with, and, and this was, you know, a, uh, it wasn't just Alberta Innovates, we partnered with multiple um, other funders uh, to attract global accelerators to the province. And they've been doing an amazing job amazing job bringing our companies up to up to par with international you know counterparts 
um, and helping them to scale and, and get ready for more of global market penetration. So uh, we've seen that happen a lot and we continue to have them. I want to maintain that relationship with them because it's a partnership. Um, we're not just funding and saying bye. We want to have them you know, f- form an alumni and continue cool. to give back to the ecosystem that way. Why we see them grow? Why we see them grow? And um, maybe from that pool, we continue to see more unicorns, you know, uh, giving back to the ecosystem. Um, and then also, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we have um, capital access uh, being a major um, area of focus for us right now. Um, we have companies that will, um, you know, start, grow, attract capital from friends, from family members, um, and some, you know, some other friendlies, I would say. Uh, some people say, you know, family, friends, and foes, but I would say family, friends, and other, fr- other friendlies. Um, and, and, you know, they, those, those forms of um, investment actually help them uh, to a very, um, to very large degree. Um, but then what we see is that there is a, there's a valley somewhere, there's a drop-off somewhere uh, where companies find it really hard to attract early stage uh, capital uh, before actually being able to uh, prove something you like to see. So if you are, say, at, um, at uh, if you're an early stage company, for example, and you want to talk to VCs, venture capitalists, that are waiting for you to hit one million in annual revenue, and you're still early stage, who fills the gap in the middle, right? Mm. And that is where um, angels and um, early stage and investors come into the scene. And uh, that is one thing that we are really passionate about at Alberta Innovates to see how we can um, cultivate and expand that pool of investment in that particular uh, you know, um, area on that, on that value chain uh, to see that companies have the support they need uh, across the entire spectrum and, and, and no one is dropping off in the middle. So that's one thing I can say that uh, we're also really passionate about and we're you know, working with multiple partners to make sure that we uh, get that sort of solution that works you know, uh, to fill that gap. Amazing. Yeah, it sounds like it's a bit of the danger zone between like 100K, let's call it, and a million dollars in revenue. There's so many things that could mm-hmm. take you out. Right. Uh, I mean, again, not just uh, trying to avoid throwing out jargons out there, you know, we call it the value of death. The value of death. Yeah, it's the value of death. So, you know, you have some traction and then you need more support uh, where, you know, there isn't enough traction to attract the level of, you know, investment, but then you need, you need patient, patient capital at that point where, you know, you're given the chance to really prove that, yeah, you can cross over. So it's, it's really... Uh, supporting and, and putting resources around around businesses, you know, where to cross over that that chasm. Holy man, you're making me want to become an entrepreneur, man. This is a very exciting uh, chat, and uh, Io, I really appreciate your time. Um, the insights have been incredible. I've had I have a million notes here, and uh, I know that the uh, the audience is going to really appreciate this and um, everything you've had to say. Uh, with regards to like how people can maybe follow the work that Alberta Innovates is doing, how can they find? Um, and is there any links that they can follow, or pages, or just check the website? Absolutely, yes. Um, we have a very 
great website. We're also very active on social media. Oh, great. Very, very active on social media. Uh, so uh, our website is abodainnovates.ca, really easy uh, to remember. And uh, you can find us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on, on Facebook, on Instagram. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, we have a very good uh, presence and, and, and engagement on social media as well. I love that. And uh, we'll put that in the show notes. And uh, I'll, once again, thank you very much for coming in the hopper and uh, looking forward to do a round two with you one day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great chatting with you. 100%. And thank you very much for tuning in. And until next time, take care. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of In The Hopper. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really like the show, please share it on your social media or anyone who might be into business development or real estate or infrastructure. I'm sure they'd love to hear it too. Until next time, take care.